angels on the line, the angels on the line, the angels, the angels, the angels on the line. Episode 4 of the Angels Online, Season 2. We got a lot of guests in the building, if y'all ain't realize who we got in here. We gonna go around the table. We gonna start with my right over here. We got Sable. Sable, what's up? How you doing? Hey, how you doing? You gotta talk in that mic, Sable. It ain't gonna bite you. You got to talk Hello, in that mic now. How are you doing? Girl, I tell you, I do it to you. I do it to you. We got Anton over there, all right? Hey, what's up now? It's another great day in paradise. There it is. We got Malachi. Hello, hello. Terrell. We got Terrell in the building. Hey, what's going on? Oh, oh he, got, he got a voice. Then we got over the phone, y'all calling in. We got Corey. Corey, where you calling in from? I'm calling in from Quincy, Illinois. How y'all doing? Quincy, people? Illinois in the building. We got Dante. Dante, where you calling in from? Today I'm in Chicago, Chicago, Illinois. Okay, today you in Chicago. He said, today I'm in Chicago. <laughs> hey, that's something that I say, you know, because I travel. Today I'm in Chicago. This weekend I'll be in Memphis. Then I'm going to be in Birmingham, okay? We doing it. We doing it. All right, y'all. We got the single parent episode. We gonna get to it. Of course, everybody knows everybody's circumstances are different. Everyone's circumstances vary, but we all know life circumstances hit us in all different ways. We have a lot of kids who are grew up in a household uh, single with single with parents who are just by themselves. We have parents who are raising kids by themselves. We got all type of situations. So today you'll get a variation of each and these individuals will share their stories, talk to you about it so you can recognize and understand the circumstances and different phases of life. So we gonna start, first thing we gonna ask is, starting with Sable, can you share your story with us as what circumstances led to your experience as a single parent? Um, I can say nobody ever really plans to be a single parent. It was more of just if you know that you want better, you're gonna do better, and you do not want your child to grow up like that, you're going to step out of your comfort zone and you're going to do what's right. Okay, so in your situation, the best decision was for you to be, was for, the, the best decision was for you to be a single parent? Yeah. Okay, okay. Uh, Malachi, so how old are you, Malachi? I'm 15, I'm 15 years old. 15 years old? which means you're not a parent, which means your parent is a single parent. Yes. Is it mom or dad? Mom. Your mom is a single mother. Okay, thank you so much. Do you, your circumstances will be a little bit different. We're gonna, we're gonna come back to you. Terrell, you, you were a single parent or a child? Single father. Single father? Yes. Of how many? Three. Single father of three. Uh, can you tell us what circumstances led to that experience? Yes, I joined the military, got married, and what ended up happening was during my tour in the military, my wife decided that she wanted to live her own life and party and do all the things that 
young people wanted to do, and I took upon the responsibility of raising my kids. And the military offered me the opportunity to either stay in the military and give my kids up, or get out of the military and raise my kids. And I chose to raise my family, and it's been uh, rewarding ever since. It's a struggle. Mm-hmm. Uh, being a parent is not always being popular, but it's a job. As parents, we have a job we have to do, and it's not always the most popular job to do. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Um, Dante, can you uh, share your story with us and what circumstances led to you be a, to be a single parent or a child of a single parent? Which one? Yes, yeah, so I'm actually a child of a single parent as okay. I have my own children. Um, just a little bit different. My mom had issues. Uh, you know, her personal situation wasn't conducive to her raising children. Uh, luckily, I had a father who, who stepped up um, to take the responsibility full head on. And uh, they benefit me, benefited me greatly in a, a lot of ways. I mean, turned out a lot, of be- a lot better uh, because of it. Okay, thank you, thank you. Corey, can you share your story with us as to what circumstances led to your experience as a single parent or child or both? I am actually both. I was raised by my mother. Uh, My father, he was actually incarcerated when I was younger. He ended up doing 14 years, so he didn't come out of jail until I was 14. Um, My mother raised me, my brother, and my little sister. Fast forward now, um, 20, almost 20 years, I say 15 years, and now I was, well, now I'm raising a child um, by myself. So some of the things that I experienced when I was growing up is something that I don't want my son to ever have to experience, not necessarily see my father would have been there if he could have been there. Okay. So let's first clear that up. But, like, a lot of the things that happened when I met my son's mom, Emily, I was 26 at the time. She was 20. Um, before I had my son, I lived a uh, fast life in the streets, doing a lot of things that everybody was doing around me. So... I was essentially just a product of my environment, if you will. But I met Emily. um, Then, like, with a lot of people, you don't actually plan to have children, but we did find out that we was pregnant. I chose to stop living the life I was living. I chose to go get me a good job. And I take on the responsibilities that uh, parenting entails. That's what I'm talking about. And we got one more. Anton, Anton, tell us what led to your circumstances and your experience of being a single child or single father. So, yes, I was a single child. I was raised by only my mother. So I grew up in that lifestyle. I don't remember. I always knew who my father was, but there was never that connection made there. So as far as a single child, I definitely can say I was 100%. Um, now, being a single parent, that was not the game plan at all. Um, whew, I was actually married uh, to my ex-wife, and we, of course, did the parenting together for the most part. After a number of different challenges, we got divorced and separated, and it came down to doing what was best for the children. Um, I am, I would consider myself the more, quote-unquote, stable 
mm-hmm. parent, and because I had a more stable lifestyle and position, I ended up taking a lot of responsibility just to make sure that the children um, had everything that they needed and stuff like that. And don't get me wrong, now I have a great co-parenting relationship, and it's a little more balanced now um, for the most part. But, yeah, so that's what got me into single parenting. And that was a question that that was actually the next question. Are you in touch with uh, their mother? And uh, do you guys share responsibilities? And we'll stay with you since you're there. Cool. I kick it right back off. Um, so me and my, I actually have two mothers. Uh, my sons all have the same mother, and my daughter actually has a separate mother. Uh, me and my son's mother have an amazing relationship. We are great friends. Um, it was clear it was just a relationship that didn't work out, but right now, great friendship. We work together with pretty much everything. Neither one of us make a decision without the other. Okay. Uh, me and my daughter's mother, on the other hand, went through a lot of trials and tribulations consistently. It got to the point to where I had to actually take her to court to get um, to even see my child. Mm. And from there, it went to, speak of the devil, from there, it went to... <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> Calling. Uh me gaining full custody of my daughter um mm-hmm. actually this just happened earlier this year to where now my daughter's with me every single day and it's just because like i said all the different trials and tribulations that we ended up going through um again being denied custody and things of that nature that put it to where now i have full custody of my daughter so no matter what she's with me every day uh and her brother's with me every other week how uh how old are you how many you have i have four total oh three boys and one girl yeah Okay, mm-hmm. Sable. What about you? What the? Are you still in touch? Yes, we do still talk. Um, Alexis probably talk. Well, that's my daughter. She talks to him more. I keep it cordial because I feel like I'm not going to down the other parent or anything in front of that child. I will let her see how, and build her relationship. Mm-hmm. But otherwise, than that, we do talk. It's not every day or anything like that. It's mainly about the child. Okay. Um, what about you, Mr. Terrell? What exactly are you asking me again? You're in touch with the other parent. Did you did, was, did um, they ever come around and help? Did you? Yeah, the um, the woman I was married to when I was in the military, she left. We hadn't seen her in like 25 years. Mm-hmm. So it was a combination of my family and <clears throat> my mom, dad, brothers. And I failed to mention I came from a two-parent household that was very stable uh-huh. and becoming a single parent was very different and there were a lot of things I had to adjust to but it took a village okay but the mother of my children she just disappeared and we found it most recently I don't necessarily know whether I should describe what we found right. but if anyone's ever seen Antoine Fisher at the end of the movie when oh, he wow. finally found his mother oh that's oh pretty much what we found oh yeah well, shoot. Okay, okay. I seen that movie. Yeah, I know that. I know. Call, I'm calling people. <laughs> I, I seen that movie. Yeah. Woo. I. Uh, so, Corey, what about you? Are you? Do you guys share responsibilities? Are you full custody? You head on. You what's up? Uh, now she. Look, I'm. I'm just go ahead and tell y'all this parenting shit. I'm, I'm sorry, Angel. You all right? Come I, on, come on. Talk to us. Look, hey, this parenting. It's not no easy task, and I'm I'm gonna let you know. When you have a child with somebody, first off, you need to know who you having a child with. You Woo! need to um, wait a minute, wait a minute, hold on, because some people might not heard it because we got so many exciting uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exciting ad libs over here. This man said it's not an easy task. 
He said, when you have a child, you need to make sure you know who you're having a child with. Can I elaborate on that? Come on. Um, first off, I love my son's mom to the end of this world. Like, I'll go links for her. She gave me the big, biggest blessing of my life. She gave me my son. He's three years old. Uh-huh. But I will say this. When we had our son, we had only been together eight, maybe eight, nine months. We found out she was pregnant. Now, only two things gonna happen. Y'all either gonna figure out who y'all are, like during the pregnancy, during all three trimesters, y'all either gonna grow to love each other, and that is what happened. But after that, it's so much stuff that goes into having a baby, like so much, it is gonna apply a lot of pressure to your relationship. Now, understand this if you're not a strong person, if y'all ain't fundamental if y'all ain't got the, the, the basics down if y'all ain't fundamentally compatible it's gonna test all of that like uh she was a stay-at-home mom i'm working 12 hours a day at the factory like, one thing i did learn pros and cons of being a uh having a single mother my dad wasn't present my mom stepped up she raised all three of us none of us kids ever went without anything we needed now let me elaborate sometimes we didn't get the shit we wanted but we never went without anything that we needed so i know deep down inside that's imprinted on my dna at the end of the day i have to work i have a child i need to take care of him he can't take care of himself okay in another, yes me and emily do still speak we are still on speaking terms um in 2020 i became the custodial parent of my son um none of my a lot of angels whole side of the family didn't know none of this like all of this is newly surfacing but there is no truth without transparency and leave a life where you have to want to motivate and influence somebody i'm sitting here on this podcast like letting y'all into my life because I know it's somebody that's going through the same thing right now and they feeling alienated. They feeling like nobody else is going through this shit. Nobody else deals with being a single parent. Like nobody deals with that pressure. So they feeling lost right now. Hey, you not lost little buddy. You really not. Everybody goes through this when you have a child. Um, some of the things that happened early off in our relationship, like I said, I was working 12 hours a day. Um, in a nutshell, my son's mom did what she did to lead up to me taking custody of my child. Um, now I say that's for a different episode, but I say once again, it's one of the topics that need to be brought up. And what's happening mm-hmm. is these young parents are getting this pressure and the responsibility of taking care of these kids. And if you ain't prepared mentally for that, then you will look for other avenues. Um, and maybe you are dibbling, dabbling the wrong shit like you. Right. Oh, that'll be, right. I, I know what topic you're referring to. That'll be, that'll be later down the line. I got right. you. Just, I got you. But like, like I said, I love my son's mom dearly. I don't try to knock anybody and I'll never knock her. Like she's a beautiful person. Mm -hmm. She just has to deal with her own problems and she's dealing with her own problems now. But for a long chunk of time there, it was all on me. I had to teach this little boy crawl. I taught this little boy how to walk. And for me to do that before I had my son, I never changed a diaper. Like the, the most pivotal times 
of my sons growing up in the first three years, um, I was the only parent present. Um, and understanding that is that's a lot. It's a lot. But yes, she is. We still are communicating. Um, she's doing what she needs to do right now. She's taking care of her business. I'm very proud of her. She wants to be present in my son's life. Um, She's and I feel like at the end of the day, that's the ultimate goal is to raise these kids the best you can, man. And, and, and sometimes your support system needs to be solid. Like for a, lot, a long time there, it was me and my mom taking care of my son. Like I'd go to work, but I'm, I'm with this man. I'm working 12 hours and then I got 12 hours with him. I got four hours to sleep. The rest of the day, I'm dedicated to he don't sleep. There is no, and hey, I say that again, like there ain't no sleep when you have a child. We got a story. <laughs> Woo! It ain't no sleep when you have a kid. <laughs> hold, on, but, hold on, Corey, hold up, hold up. As I gotta give, I gotta ask Dante. Dante, you <laughs> were a child of a single parent. Are you in touch with both parents or just your father? You know, uh, Angel, uh, my, my mom was very present in my life. I mean, though I was raised with my dad, mom was always around. You know, I always knew what she was doing. I always saw her and everything. You know, uh, in 2019, she actually passed away. But, you know, the oh. good thing is, the good thing is, like, you know, she never stopped trying to, like, better herself in the situation that caused her to, like, not be able to raise it. So she tried really hard. Those last few years, she was very present. Uh, almost to like she was trying to make up the time. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So when I tell the story, when people ask me, I always say I was very close to my mom, even though it was based solely on those last two or three years. You know what I'm saying? So right. she gets credit for that. Um, and that's my personal experience, but my professional experience is I know how how there could be opposite for a lot of people, how, you know, it can go into resentment and dislike and, you know, all the psychological issues, which I'm sure is for another episode, um, the effects of being raised by a single parent, you know, what, no matter how good the parent is, uh, the, the existing and functioning parent is, there's always going to be issues for their child by not having the other spouse or the other parent in the picture. So there was some stuff I had to get through. Uh, even after she passed away, um, that I had to, you know, I had to seek counseling for. Even though I am a psychologist, I had to still seek counseling for those unresolved issues that I faced and didn't even know about um, because I did have my mom around. You know what I'm saying? Right. So, I mean, my dad was very effective. I mean, you know him. He's very functioning. I mean, he's very present. He's, mm -hmm. you know, he's a great dad. But uh, I still had issues, though, uh, because my mom wasn't there. Got you. Got you. We're going to revert over to Malachi. You're being raised by your mother. Yes. How is, at the age of 15, what is your childhood experience with your mother and without a father present? I mean, there are times where I think I can do better without him. And then there are times where I feel like I do need a father figure because I feel like sometimes I need that toughness. Yep. And my mom, she can give me that toughness. You already know how she is, but it's like when I, matter of fact, I probably in fifth grade, I did get bullied and I felt like I needed a father figure to help me through that because it was a very, 
my mentality had changed that time. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I mean, my mom, she's at work all the time. I just don't know how to respond to this or tell her this. Mm-hmm. I eventually did, but nothing really helped after that. Mm-hmm. It was just me battling my class. Got you. So you don't have a really existing relationship with your father right now? Well, no, he, he reached out to me, and we're talking now. Uh, a few weeks ago, uh, I went to his house, and then on last Thanksgiving, I went to his house again. And I still need to ask him, because I know he's probably just going to say it just didn't work out. You got questions, huh? Yeah, I just want to know, why did you leave? What was the purpose? And then he didn't even call me on my birthday for quite some time. Years? When you say, you mean years? Yeah, years. Pretty much. And I just don't understand why, why now. Right. So being with your mom, you you you're there with the struggles and as as a single parent, yes. what some of the things that you guys as a single parent and you being 15, that you that you went through. Yeah. What I mean, what are some of the things? Uh, I mean, we moved in Cal- to California from St. Louis, and it's it's a struggle out there because mm-hmm. I mean, obviously gas prices are rising. Uh, it's very it's more expensive over there and my mom only asks for child support just to pay for my dental bills and he doesn't even do that like that's the only thing we ask for and he just doesn't help out he doesn't really help out at all and uh i mean he has like he has another child right now her uh she's four years old He's more involved in my sister's life, and I have two sisters. He's more involved in her life and the daughter oh. he has now. Uh huh. And I'm not saying I feel jealous, but I I got cheated. That's all. I, I like. feel you. Yeah. You know, Angel, and that speaks to I don't mean to cut you off, but that's no, you're doing. Like you, I, that's what I need. That's what I need. Let's do it. I remember. I remember feeling all those ways, Angel. I remember feeling all those things that he's feeling. I remember being very familiar and very aware of the stuff that I was I was missing and the questions that I needed answers to. Um, I remember all those things, man. I remember all of it. And, you know, I mean, I have advice. I don't know if it's the time for that, but... Oh, we gonna, we, we gonna, we gonna have time for all of that. We got episodes. Me, me my dad was in prison until I was 15. Mm-hmm. Okay, I look just like this. I look just like his ass. <laughs> he can't deny me. Well, that's my boy. When he got out, I was right over there, seen him, and he's been around, you know, don't have, you know, didn't have much or whatever, but, you know, shoot, when you, when you, when you know you just like somebody, he's like, you can't deny, you know, he did whatever he could do. That's my boy to this day, you know. Um, he was in prison, you know, circumstances happened in the 80s, you know. So, um, but I know because my mom had got remarried and things of that nature, when he got out, I was like, well, I don't need him. He wasn't here. Yeah, I'm doing fine. I'm playing sports. I'm, I get good grades. National Honor Society. I mean, Junior Honor Society. Well, shoot, shoot. What? And my mom was like, she's the one that actually convinced me. My sister was like, oh, yeah, I'm going to talk to her. I was like, okay. And right after that, I just seen so many similarities. A lot of why I was and what I would do things and whatever. It all just came to light. I'm like, what the world? 
I'm like, I'm just like this man. The way I walk, the way I talk, the way I eat, just working out, athletic ability. I'm just like, oh, man, short, you know. So, and he's just the nicest person, you know what I'm saying? So, but I had I had questions, and, and, I, and I, sometimes it, would, it took, because I had friends who had those great fathers, you know, when you see fans with two family households, you're like, damn, I wish I had that. Dang, I wish, you know, I, man, that's that's kind of tight. So you kind of, you kind of push yourself towards those type of families because that's the type of love that you want to be around, that you want to see. But don't get me wrong, we didn't miss nothing in my house. You know, we was living the dream. Sports, game to game, everything my mom did. She handled her business and my stepdads was, they did whatever, you know, whether I need to practice with my left hand or whatever. And at the age of 13 and 12, you know, I had it, I had it. So I feel you, I feel you. Yeah, I can, uh, I can um, if really I quick. could just time in just briefly. Um, Make it brief that, Corey, because you, you, you ready to have a whole brief, episode. He's saying my man, he said he was 15, he said he's experiencing this stuff right now. I know those emotions. Like I said, I didn't see my dad tell. I was damn that 15 uh, that's going to school. Like, you're going to resent authority. Um, eventually, if not, you haven't felt it already, you're going to feel as if your mom's not doing enough. Um, if, if she's, and I mean present, like she's not present. If she's working, I know she's taking care of what she needs to take care of as far as a parenting role, but a, a, a mom can't teach us a, a son how to be a man. Um, and, and she just can't. And you're going to have to find it in yourself. You may not get those questions answered and you got to be okay with that. You got to know moving forward that you are not your dad, buddy. Like, you can do anything that you want to put your mind to. You can do any of that. Like, and you, if you got to get those answers, then reach out, ask him. Like, I lost my dad less than a year after he came home. So there's still questions that I've never got answered. But I'll tell you, like my man said, he's the uh, psychologist. Like, if you don't, try to find the answers that you're looking for now or that you feel like you will need answers from your dad, it will affect you down. And I'll just hop off with that. But I do, like, you You got this, bro. You in school, you 15, you got your whole life ahead of you. Don't let an experience that you think, like, nobody can relate to, don't let that, don't, don't keep that weight on your shoulders because you can be great with or without that man. Man, look here. Absolutely. Absolutely. Man, you know, I wish this was my podcast because I could talk all day, but you know what I'm saying? <laughs> hey, we go, we we do it every week, baby. We all heard. I was on live voice out on her. I'm here to listen because you got to get the people what they want. What this young man, uh, what the young man just said is absolute. Man, I mean, it's just taking me back. I got here because of everything he just said the resentment for authority. Uh, because I did have my mom, even even though my dad was very there, he's very present. I felt like I was going to create the life where I didn't need nobody, where I didn't put nobody in position to leave me again, right? So right. I did I did that through education. I'm like, I'm gonna go to school, I'm gonna graduate, then I'm gonna go back, then graduate again, then I'm gonna go back, graduate again, give me a good job where I can make a lot of money, where I can take care of myself and don't need nobody else. That way, I ain't gotta worry about nobody else leaving me, I ain't gotta worry about having somebody in my life one day and not the next. Mm. It, re- it resulted good in some ways, but it didn't solve the problem, right? It didn't solve the problem. Come on. You got to get the answers, man, because the answers is, is at the baseline and the foundation of who Come you on. are. And you can leave those cracks unfilled, my man. You know what I'm saying? You you need to, even if you can't get the, and this is important, 
even, and I tell my clients this, even if you can't get the answers from the source, seek first to understand, and then to whoever provides that information, seek, make sure they understand you by the time the end of the conference, conversation is done. So seek to understand, then seek to be understood. Come so on. That you, it's off your chest because you need to just get it. You need to release those things off you. Even if you can't, if you can't get it from the source, the person who you want to hear it can hear it. Somebody needs to hear it so that it's no longer on your chest, so it's not wearing you down. You're not walking around that baggage. You're not putting up that fence. You know what I'm saying? It's, you just need to get it off you. That needs to happen. And sooner than later, my man, because you don't want to get 30. You don't want to get 25 trying to solve those child traumas because you're going to be trying to solve them with somebody else. And you're going to have to work through their baggage as well, my man. So Ooh. do it, girl. I don't want to go too deep into it. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on, Corey, because you know what the Angels Online is about. Juvenile awareness. You got to get it now. Before you 30, 35, 40 years old. Hold on one second. I know Anton wanted to say something, yeah, but yeah. Terrell wanted to say yeah. something. Hold on. Go ahead, Anton. No, I was just going to definitely chime in. Um, hearing you tell your story and how you're feeling about your father and having those thoughts and things of that nature, it reminded me, like it's almost triggered me to a moment when I first realized that I was going through something like that. It was, uh, we were away in Florida. I blew my basketball coaches, and uh, I was kind of sheltered by one of my coaches particularly and I didn't understand why I was already super intelligent but I was book smart I wasn't street smart so I didn't see what was going on and he let it slip out his mouth that the coaches had been talking about me and they realized that I needed a father figure because I looked up to them so so much and I was like trying to get answers from them and I would ask them about so much it was because I didn't know that was probably the most pivotal point in my entire life because that's when I realized like yeah I know my father like I can tell you my father's address I can tell you his phone number I can tell you where he was at I couldn't tell you nothing else about him I couldn't tell you there was no connection there so I could completely relate and understand that 100% and a lot of the times we have to as men step up and be those figures so like uh, my guy on the phone was saying you might actually have to find that energy from a different person and stuff like that it's just you have to be now intelligent enough to diversely understand what they're saying and who you're talking to and making sure this is somebody who the path that they've chosen for a lot of life might be a path that you might want to choose one day or something like that uh, and just just be careful with the father figure choices that you choose because that could turn you wrong because I went multiple directions in my life um, there were times I was doing stuff in the streets there was times I was doing stuff in school but because I was following different figures until I matured to the point to where I didn't I understood life at that point. Once I got to that point, I could make my own decisions. I became that man of my own. But in the meantime, while you're going through that process, even with your current father, look at the type of man who he is. Because some of the things he may say, it's just, it may not hold water. Like right now, I tell a lot of people, I don't listen to my parents no more. Because nothing they say, they're not connected to the real world anymore. Well, not the real world. They're not connected to the world anymore. They're not connected to the stuff that you would be going through right mm -hmm. now. I'm barely connected to you. I'm only 20 years older than you. But I'm still disconnected from what's going on in high school today. So if it's somebody who's not actively in your life, it may be tough. But pay attention to, to those examples. It's the, most, the best advice I can give you because those examples will will start to mold you in a way that you don't mm -hmm. even understand psychologically. Mm. Terrell, Terrell, come on, talk to me. Yeah, I just want, kind of want to chime in on what Dante and Corey said. You know, I deciding who you uh end up laying down with and having a child with is a big decision hindsight being 2020 i'm sure there are several characteristics that you will look at now versus then mm -hmm. second of all i want to let you guys know on this panel malik has my grandson boom and i have been a role model in his life for as long as i can remember 
because I feel like since his father has not stepped up, I have to step up and show him how to be a man. It kind of takes you back to the movie Boys in the Hood when Angela Bassett dropped Corey off and said, I can only take him so far. And Lawrence Fishburne said, go wreck them leaves and don't look at me like you're crazy. Uh. Men, you have to step up. Uh, but let's talk about, I, I kind of want to shift gears for a minute. Go ahead. Because we all know that being a parent is a challenge. It is necessary. But on the same token, I used to go to school and sit in the back of my kids' classrooms. Uh, I went to all the events that they were involved in. Mm -hmm. I was a very proud parent of watching basketball games, watching football games. Track uh, meets. Track meets, uh, plays, all that stuff. You know, there is a reward mm -hmm. for your hard work, and we have to mm -hmm. put light on that, too, because mm -hmm. it's just not all the struggle. And when it comes down to it, you do it because you love your kids. Mm -hmm. And love goes a long way. That's something I learned later in the, I guess, second chapter of parenthood, that love goes a long way, and that will affect your kids moving forward. But like I said, being a parent is not a popular job by any means. And don't forget that when it comes to doing things that are necessary that your kids don't always agree with. Because we know better. Mm -hmm. You know, they're they too young to lie to us and they're too young to trick us. We, we all know what life is going to be about <laughs> later on down the road. So let, let's keep that in mind as well. I just kind of need to add that in there. No, that, that's good. Look, you're moving, you're moving ahead of me, but I like okay. it. Cause we, no, we, we got it, man. I love this open conversation because that's yeah. what we're about. And everybody's feeding off everybody's energy. And although it's all different circumstances, Sable, let, let's go to you as a single mother. Let, let's revert to you as a single What's your greatest challenge? Um, I have a very, very strong support system. So I never really had to struggle with mm -hmm. anything because if I had to go to work, go to school, mm -hmm. I, I, I could always count on one of my sisters, my brother, mm -hmm. my dad. Somebody was going to end up watching my mm -hmm. baby for me. But, like, I can't, like, I never really had that struggle. I probably yeah. doubted myself right. more than what my family would have, only because sometimes I'll just sit down and I'll be like, um, dang, I wonder if I'm missing out on something. Like, is she going to be mad if I can't afford this, afford that? It was something going around up on Facebook about, like, um, ask your child, what can you do? What do they think that you could do better to be a better parent? Alexis at the time was only six, five or six years old. And I asked her that. She was like, well, you can't do nothing because you're the best mommy there is right now for me. You're, you're my only mommy, and I love you. And that really mm. struck a nerve mm. with me because I'm like, and a parent can down their self from their child because they'll feel like I'm not doing the best that I can. But in the eyes of somebody that's looking up to you, you are doing everything that they want you mm -hmm. to do. And you should not like ever doubt yourself with something like that so back to your question i can't really say that i really struggled because mm -hmm. i always had people even you when you was over i'd be like mm -hmm. ronda i'm finna go run somewhere right babysitting babysitting me like, oh, okay all right uh, her and alexis be sitting right there up in the living room up until i came back and like my parents they always instilled that with us too because they was always around and even like we, we just never wanted for anything. Even if we didn't need it, they'd be like, well, y'all don't need that. Now, we'll be we'll be mad for a day, but we'd be like, oh, okay, we're not missing out on nothing. So mm -hmm. it doesn't really matter if we had that or not. It was just stuff that we probably wanted because we seen somebody else with it. 
You know what I'm yep. saying? So, yeah. like, that's 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 what, and that's a lot that's going on like today. You know, so you grew up in a double household, mom and dad present. Yeah. Yeah. So, and and that's a lot of that's a a lot of the problems today because if kid if you don't tell kids that then they, they don't understand it. So by like you saying it out loud, like you won't keep up with the Joneses. You know what I'm saying? Just because you can't get it. You get mad at your parents because you can't get it because everybody else got it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> hey, man, I didn't miss out on nothing. If we couldn't get it, we couldn't afford it. We just couldn't afford it. You know what I'm saying? But I knew for a fact that when I grew up, I was going to try to do everything I could to do, get what I couldn't get. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? I, I didn't miss out. I, I ain't miss no meal. You know? Well, also, when you finally grew up and was able to get it, it was like, I don't no even need deal. it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You look at it, you like to these days, you no, know, everybody wanna shop at want some Jordans. Everybody wants this. Everybody wants that. Let me go to Walmart and grab this t shirt real quick. Yeah, we finna go to this beach. Um you, we going to Walmart. Back then, you know, what nowadays kids look at Walmart and be like, Well, what they shop at Walmart. Shoot, I shop at Walmart. I shop mm-hmm. at Target. It ain't Target, it's Target. What's wrong with y'all? I go to Ross before I go to the Nike store. The same item at Ross and Marshall's, ain't it? Sure. I mean, come on now. But a lot of kids they don't they don't be understanding it and that's a lot of stuff that needs to be talked about, and that leads to, you know, what the next episode will be about bullying. You know what I mean? And that's what it, it all stems from. Something is there's a root root cause analysis when you find stuff or whatever. That's why I say let's talk about it. Let's mm-hmm. talk about it. Oh my God! So how do y'all fa- how do you balance um, family time and, and work? And Malachi, you can chime in as well because we'll start with you. What do you do right now? Talking that mic, man. Don't, it ain't gonna bite you. I promise you ain't gonna move. Family time and work. Okay, so when my mom goes to work, I usually just I'm not into any sports right now, but I am trying to get into business after summer and try to get into football. And but wait a minute, wait a minute. Hold on, let me help you out. Hey, Terrell, I'm gonna help him out, right? Right. Sir, you're an aspiring actor. Okay. Can can, can somebody make some noise? This young man was on a Super Bowl commercial. What do you mean? Hey, you 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 don't okay. lost your you don't lost your you don't lost your mind, man. You got to give the people what they want. All right. Come on, man. Hey, don't hold that in. You, don't you hold wanna, that in. You want a whole Super Bowl McDonald's I'm, commercial? I'm wondering what the hell you is wait, going on. Wait a minute. You had a Zoom call with Spike Lee. Yes. Y'all heard it? You hey hey don't be shy, baby. Right. Don't be shy. Tell them what you work in balance. How do you balance it? Your mom works a lot, but you do. What do you, what do you do? Cause I, I've been to LA to come visit you. I seen how we balance it and make it work. Um. Well, if I have to do any auditions at late, I just get to it. I have. I always run my lines. Um. I practiced the lines with you one time. Yeah. Till I fell asleep. Woo. I know it was late, huh? That's. I have to do that a lot, and I actually I I love it. It's I. I want it to be my profession when I grow up, and I just want to, it's not, I mean, yeah, people get paid for it, but it's something where I get to challenge myself and find something new, find something new that I can res- rise that's in me. Right. Because I feel, I feel potential. There and you go. And people tell me all the time I have potential. Affirmations. And I just... Mm-hmm. I wanna, I wanna be something great in this family. That's what I'm. Boy, I tell you, boy, I tell you, you better show us what you got. How old are you again? Fifteen. Remind the people. Tell them again. I'm fifteen years old. And you're a well-spoken young man. I want you to know that. Well-spoken. Mm-hmm. He doesn't have Correct. much choice. I know. Hey, look. I know that's right. How, how did you balance, Mr. Well, Terrell? Yeah. 
What was your profession? What did you do? Uh, I'm a city firefighter, but before then, I did a little Public bit of service. everything to make my. Uh, hold on. Oh, we jam. We get phone calls. Don't worry, baby. It's normal life. Normal life. Um, I don't know if you can call it a balancing act. It's just really more about making your priorities <clears throat> a priority. Mm-hmm. Uh, spending your money where it needs to go. Come on. Uh, spending quality time with your family. And trying to balance your personal life as well, because you gotta have that. Because if you don't have that, you're gonna go crazy. Yes. And choosing the right people to expose your kids to. So it's a matter of just growing up real quick. And to anyone out here that doesn't have children, you better listen to all this because when you have kids, your life changes drastically. So balancing is just a matter of making sure that your priorities are fulfilled. Go to work, take care of your family and find time for yourself so you can balance out your sanity and just keep working toward doing better and wanting better for your children. That's the main thing for me, you know, because our parents are basically wise because we've made mistakes and we're trying to help our kids not make those same mistakes. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's it's a struggle, but you know, it's worth it in the long run when you see your kids grow up and graduate and get out on their own. So, in terms of balancing, it's just making sure your priorities are priorities and not to uh, succumb to the distractions because there's plenty of them out there. Yep. Plenty of them out there. So, that would be my best answer for that question. Awesome. Anton, how do you work life balance? How do you do that with the kids and everything? I don't even lie to you. I fail every day. <laughs> yeah. I fail every day. Come on, man. Talk to us. Another. Talk to us. Think back to the, the first time to having the kid, me thinking like, okay, yeah, I'm gonna do this and I'm gonna do that, and I'm gonna have this type of kid. And my oldest son, a lot of people don't know, is autistic. So every hope and dream that I had for my son, it went out the door. So now it was just, yeah, I, there was nothing. It was literally a blank sheet of paper. And just, <laughs> since that time, even till this day, it's just like we're gonna try again today. We're gonna try again and be better today. I still have these hopes and dreams, but I have to balance that to where who my son really is as a person. Mm-hmm. Um, and all my children, just who they are as people. I have four different personalities I have to deal with. Uh, yes. I realize so I learned so much more about myself trying to make things work with them and of that nature. Uh, don't get me wrong, uh, my son's mom is a great, great support, so she helps with the balance anytime I have to go away. Um, I'm still actively in the military, in the Army Reserves, so I go away quite often. So there'll be times where I got to go for two weeks here, two weeks there, a month here. Uh, even coming up, I'll be going for another 45 days. We so, like that. You were in the military, too? I'm ex-military, too. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Who? Army. Right, who? Oh, both y'all in the <laughs> Army, huh? Oh, y'all tight. So, uh, yeah, so when those times pop up, it's just I make the right choices and, and, and try to make the best choices that I can and hope that the results are great. I try to think the best <laughs> advice that I would ever even give anybody who's a single father is think about their future when you make that choice for them. Uh, I mean, it even goes down to before I yell at them, I think about their future. Um, before I discipline them, I think about their future because every single thing that you do could be real or pivotal because who they come Mm-hmm. And I was a whore. I was a tough father. When I first had them little ones, I was super tough. I was the one I would hit you for blinking at me the wrong way, and it caused, of course, a lot of turmoil um, with their mom. But as I grow up and I mature, I realized that I was missing a lot of lessons that I could have taught them. Come on. Um, 
that didn't necessarily take any type of physical abuse. They needed to have that conversation. They need to hear those words. And because of that, now today, I'm a better father. Don't get me wrong. I still swing every once in a while. There it is. Somebody, you got to do what you got to do now. Yeah, every once in a while. But, you know, I just, the, the balance comes from making the mistakes. Like, my guy Terry said, it, you got to make the mistakes. If without those, I couldn't be the father I am today. That's what I'm talking about. And, it's, and it, I'm glad you, you said that because you said you had to go through this, that, and the other in order to be the father you are today. And, again, I'm going to reiterate, that's why I want to have these conversations because if you give these, you know, you telling Malachi this right now or the young lady sitting in the audience, you telling them this right now, this is something that they could think about later on before you think the discipline and yell, rah, let's find out why they did that. Let's let's talk to them first. Let's, let's have that conversation and find out if you actually told them in a way that they can comprehend that, hey, they shouldn't be doing this. You know, explain to them. Normalize conversations with these kids, especially in 2022. Sable. Oh, sorry, that's the wrong button. There no, Jesus, the wrong button. God, God pray for me. You know, it's, it's, no, it's no different than when you send your kid or a child out to do a task and they do it wrong and you get angry and you think about the fact that, you know what, let me show them first. And when you show them, when you demonstrate, and then they mess up, then you can swing. <laughs> but you, 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 <laughs> you, you, you got to show them first. You got to have some type of a connection with your children uh, because it's a cold, cruel world they face out here today. Don't we all know? We are living in absolute craziness where you do not get a do-over when your kids face the society or the police. Mm -hmm. So when you're putting in the work to raise them, you are saving their lives. Mm -hmm. I know everybody knows this. You are saving their lives. That's it. Let's That's not it. lose sight of that. Sable, how you work-life balance? Sable, what? Let me tell y'all. I have. <laughs> I go to school, and I have two jobs. Woo! I have a job in the morning that I go from 8 to 4.30, and then my job for overnight, I'm technically on call but it's from 5 p.m to 7 a.m it's hard because sometimes i can come home and when i say i'm like dead to the world mm. baby my alarm clock won't even wake me up because i'll be gone Push up around the, but <laughs> but i i have to do what i have to do i have to if you want your child to grow up and know that they can do and be whatever they want to be in the world. Sometimes you got to make them sacrifices so that they can see you go through that. So they could look back and be like, well, my mama, my daddy, they did this when I was younger. So I know that I can do this too. Like it shouldn't be nothing that can hold them back. But with that being said, your, your support system, they got to be strong too. Cause you got to have somebody that you can fall back on when you got to make these other appointments, go to work. You, you want to leave your child with somebody that is very responsible, who you know is not going to cause your child no harm or anything mm -hmm. else. But, I mean, parenthood is hard. It's hard. I, I tell anybody that asks me, wait till you older, married. Don't be trying to have kids while you're young or anything else because it's hard. But when you do it, it's like it's, it's something that's very rewarding in the end. That's one thing you said that unfortunately everybody don't have. You were forced a support system. Everybody does not have a support system. Some people out here by themselves, but you know. So I mean that that's a big deal. Dante, um, you don't have children, do you? No, ma'am. So your work life balance 
back in the day with your dad. How was he with that? <laughs> he didn't have no work-life balance. Everything, everything came together. Listen, to that. I was raised in a barbershop. You heard me? <laughs> my dad, my dad owned a barbershop. You know what I'm saying? Every day, uh, you know, after school, I was at the barbershop my entire summer. Uh, I sat in the barbershop every day. I wake up every morning with him. Uh, go sit in that barbershop, sweep the floor, make some money, go home. It'd be like we both went to work all day. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Uh, I mean, because what else was he gonna do? Right. I mean, it was just me. My sister, ten years older than me, she was at the house. So I mean, we just dug it out, man. But I tell you, that was beneficial because a lot of y'all probably do know in the, the black barbershop is, is is a form of therapy all in its own. I mean, I learned so much been around the mature the mature uh men you know what i'm saying i learned a lot about how to be an effective uh <laughs> black man uh from that barbershop so i mean that was that was work-life balance for him you know i was incorporating in nearly every aspect of his life um you know he 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 cut her and on the weekends he he dj jobs and guess where i was right there with him djing them jobs on the weekends you know what i'm saying at 12 13 in clubs djing with them you know what i'm saying you might say that's the wrong but look here it taught me if I want to make money, I got to work. Yep. And that's that's how I live today. You know what I'm saying? So, got to do what you got to do. He was a hustler, positive hustler. He was just out here. Straight up. Handling Straight business. Up yes, he did. Shoot. Corey. Uh, you do I it full time, man. Well, come on, tell us, Corey. You've been waiting. I, I see you. You were scratching your neck back there. Hey, I've been sitting back listening to everybody. I'm going to say, it's it. not like now, but for a small period of time that check it out i used to be like uh i was 350 plus pounds like before i had my son so i've been working on that a lot now i'm 220 solid but in right, order right. for me to do that <laughs> it's done being like um she said a strong support system my mom i work at a factory putting in 12 sometimes 14 hours a day them just looking like 70 hour weeks 80 hour weeks um but to wake up at 3.30 in the morning, hit a small workout, Be have to have drop my son off at my mom's by 4 o'clock, be at work at 5 o'clock, get off at 3.30, get my son. He don't take no nap because he already took one at daycare. Now I'm damn near an autopilot because my body's so tired. I've been throwing 100 and 200 pound rims all day. Got to take him to the park. We at the park from 3.30 to 5. I'm trying to wear him out so he can take a nap. Hopefully I can get one. Man, still don't sleep. Now we looking at 6.30. I got to feed him. I got to feed myself. We both got to eat. He still got to get a bath. Now it's 8.30. I'm throwing him in a bathtub. Scrub him up. Throw his little jammies on. Before I know it, now I'm in autopilot. 9 o'clock, we going to sleep. Do it all over again. Wake up at 3.30. When you don't have somebody else... It is full time, people. Please understand that full time. You don't get to sleep. You will be sleep deprived, but <laughs> it will be so rewarding. Like I've reflected and found like so much peace in doing all this. Like the whole parenthood process, I found so much I didn't know about myself. Like. As people, once you have children, the responsibility is of you to take care of this child. He doesn't, you gotta understand the man can't feed himself. He can't put his clothes on. Like, until all of this, you have to teach your child all of these things. And if you're not mentally prepared, it's a, a you gotta play the long game. 
like you said, every day you got to think about the future. It's longevity. It's hard work, but it's so rewarding. Every time like, I wake up, I drop him off at daycare, he smiles, I give him a kiss, he's still asleep. But when I pick him up and he runs to that door and he's, daddy, 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 bro, can't nobody pay me like there's no price that... <laughs> I, that you can pay me for me to accept that over his smile and running to say that shit. Like, you can I ask oh, a question? Hey, you gotta dig deep. Go ahead. When, after all the things that we've said and expressed, doesn't kind of make you wonder about the people that don't do this, that walk away from this responsibility and joy? I, I, I kind of wonder what goes to their heads. Because, you know, when it comes down to it, I love my kids and nothing can change that. So it just kind of makes you wonder what's going on out there. And that's why I mentor. I mentor young women and young men. And it's giving me a great deal of joy. So these stories that we are, we are all sharing, make sure that you spread that to our community because it's necessary. Because being a single parent shouldn't necessarily be something that everybody wants to do. You should always be in a situation where we can have, if not a relationship, but a good co-parenting situation. So I just want everybody to kind of keep that in mind moving forward. Because this is this is supposed to serve a purpose. Amen. You know, I can actually- Go ahead, Dante, I'm listening, baby. I can answer that a little bit because I've actually had conversation with, with, with the other side of the coin you just mentioned to the people who've walked away. I mean, I have like, I got three clients right now who, who part of their trauma is that it haunts them, my man. It does, no matter what the situation was, whether it's voluntarily or involuntarily, it haunts them because that's a part of their life that was taken from them. Whether they gave it up willingly, it's no longer there. It's a piece of them that are gone. Like, you don't just have a child and then two days later forget about it. It's something that follows you. It constantly revisits your mind. Oh, I you know agree. What I'm saying? And it's hard for people to process that. Some people, are just they just have to do it. And they, they have to work, they have to work with getting getting over that or trying to figure out how to cope with that again, whether voluntarily or involuntarily. I've talked to people who have willingly gave their children up. It affects them years later. I've, I've, I've talked to people who had their children take away from them. It affects them years later. It's not something that they give up. I mean, they, 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 they are aware that they're missing key parts of, 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 of a thing that they created. They're well aware of that. So I don't take it lightly. And no matter what the situation is, nobody plans on, you know, not being the best parents, not being the best thing. Life just happens, my man. And it's unfortunate. But the good thing is that other parent is able to step up and oftentimes do step up and, and, and fill that gap in, in the role, you know, as best they can. But it's, it's, it's crazy, man, because I had that same question as a child. I'm like, how can this person just be going on with their life? And knowing that they got four kids out here and doing mm -hmm. nothing about it, until I got older and I and I did have that conversation with her, it, it ate her up. It, it sent her, and I don't want to tell too much of her business, but it sent her more down that road that she was going on that led to us not being in her life period. It, it's a way to cope. She, she put herself in, in a worse position because she was trying to cope with the, the mistake because it's a failure. Because you're going to constantly, she was constantly judged because everybody knew she had kids. And she was constantly dealing with the guilt and the shame of not having those kids. So, you know, since so she was constantly spiraling, you know, trying to cope with, you know, the thing, the big thing, it's always the elephant in the room because people know people have kids and people know when the kids ain't around, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? So it's not easy. It's not easy for them to deal with. And I, I speak that from both clinically and from experience. I appreciate that insight. Awesome, Stars. 
Man, y'all so tight. Oh, go ahead, go ahead. Go ahead, Corey, go ahead. I was just going to say, like, look, as a as a, a first-time parent, like, like I said, I was 26 when we had a chance. I was doing shit I had no business doing. Like, mm-hmm. regardless, I was going nowhere fast. Like, I, my only responsibility was myself. Therefore, drinking played a, a big part in my life. Um, partying, the, the, the single, non-responsible lifestyle that a lot of people live when they have these kids. And when I had my son becoming a, a a single parent there while he was real young, I'm talking like a year, under a year old, like you you have all of those emotions. Am I good enough? Am I going to be able to do this? Down to is my child better off without me? Can somebody else do this job better than I can? Am I really, uh, am I going to mess this child up? And a lot of that was me dealing with um, not having a present father figure, but it was also like, it's a big, having the responsibility of another life is a big challenge. And it's like, it, it, it messes with <laughs> reality. Like, it, it, it does. And that's I just, this is just from experience. Like, you, you get all of those emotions and it's hard. Like, you, you have to know who you are and like, Bro, it's not easy. There is no book. There's no manual out Come here. On. You'll you're not doing good enough. You will feel like you'll you'll look at other people raising their kids and your and why come my son isn't meeting those milestones? Am I not putting in the work? Am I not doing these? There's so many things, but you can't look at how you raise your child and reflect or base that on any other child. Every single child is different. Every single child is different, and. Bro, you just got to love these kids. You got to love these kids more than you love yourself. Like, you got to you gotta be able to, to to deep down harness that, that, that monster. Like, hey, I don't give a fuck what I done been through. This little boy is going to have everything he ever wants. And that's why I can go to work. And I, I, I all right, it, it, you can't balance it. And I'm sorry, to, but I, I disagree with that. You got to learn how to juggle. You got to juggle this shit. Like, to balance it means there's some kind of symmetry to this. Like, you don't know what's going to go on every day. It's something new every single day. Like, life just throws them curveballs at you, and you got to learn how to juggle, and you got to put that child first, and you just got to do it. And hopefully, shit, in 18 years, it pays off. But I know one thing. He's going to know I love him, and I'll try my hardest. But it's hard. But no, don't give up on these kids. And just to speak a little bit about that, um, like he said, any person who has a child, it's never the first thought that they want to abandon that child. I honestly don't believe that. They would do everything that they can, if they could, to be present in that child's life. But at times, if the best option is to walk away, then it happens, and it happens more often and not because of mental unpreparedness or because of circumstances. Yeah, like you got to be ready and you got to be ready to play the long game because you can't have a child and want a child for six months and you can't just have a baby because he's going to grow up. Like you got to, you got to, you got to. I got you. Corey. Corey, Mr. Terrell wants you. Corey. uh, Yeah, yeah. It doesn't end at 18. Not at all. (laughs) 
I'm 58. Oh, no, it doesn't end uh, at 18. Uh, uh, I'm uh, just hoping that by then, by then the work that you put in, hey, you can, you can let off the gas a little bit, buddy. Yeah, you I know never letting off the gas. <laughs> <laughs> I got daughters in their 30s, and they still call them borrowing money and getting insight and advice. Uh, I'm just... I'm hey, having a little fun the, with it, but I'm just letting you know. We get still in the fridge. Hey, listen, you ain't letting off the gas. My mom ain't letting off the gas. I'm calling my mom. <laughs> I don't care what hey. you talk. I just left my retainers. I said, Mom, I need my retainers. Shoot. They tell you shit. I'm calling my mom. Colleen, answer. <laughs> yeah, I know that's right. You better call them. But look here, man. When I say I appreciate every last one of y'all for being on this episode, speaking knowledge, speaking to the people, because you got to give the people what they want. Malahad, give me a good people, good people. Good people, good people. He already knows. Terrell, give me good people, good people. Good people, good people. Anton. Good people, good people. Save up. Good people, good people. Good people, good people. Shut up. Yeah. <laughs> Corey, talk to me. <laughs> Hey, I want to thank you. Man, I said, give me a good people, good people. Good people. Where are you going to mess up my rotation? Good people, good people. God damn it. Good people, good people. Don't take on head, man. Good people, good people. Now I'm going to give y'all good people, good people. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Angels Online. And every episode, if you want to reach out to any of these people that's on this panel, you can hit me up at info at theangelsonline.org. You can go to at angelsonline on Instagram and Facebook, YouTube, the Angels Online LLC. Tap in, tune in, because you got to give the people what they want. Thank you. We out. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in to the Angels Online, Voice of the Unheard. Please stay tuned for the next episode next Wednesday, each and every Wednesday, and hopefully we motivate, influence, and inspire you. You are someone's angel. Remember, all voices matter. Peace and love from the Angels Online, Voice of the Unheard. Go people, go people.